Welcome to the Healthy Hair Podcast. Your host, Dr. Amy Brenner, is a board-certified OBGYN with additional certifications in functional and integrative medicine. This podcast is meant to help women find reliable, relevant information to help them feel better, look better, and live better. Here, you will hear in-depth information about hormones, sexual medicine, aesthetics, cosmetic gynecology, and functional medicine. And welcome back to another episode of Healthy Her. And today I have a really special guest. Uh, are you actually from Italy? <laughs> I'm actually think- from Russia. <laughs> okay. Where are you at right now? Chicago. Ah, okay. All right. I knew you were from somewhere far away. I didn't know if I was actually talking across time zones. Um, but anyway, um, today I'm joined with Anastasia, and she is an expert in functional aesthetic medicine and a national trainer for um, a company, and I'm just going to spell it for you, W-I-Q-O-U-S. And it is a company behind this really cool treatment that we brought into our office this uh, past year, and the treatment is called PRXT33. Um, it's pretty new to our practice. Like I said, we just brought it in this year, and so that's what we're going to talk about. So welcome, Anastasia. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Brennan, and thank you so much for letting me speak on this treatment because I am as excited as you are about it, (laughs) even though I've been working with it for a while. Um, Yeah. So what's your background and how did you get into working with this company? And I'll got to be honest, how do you, how do we even pronounce the name of the the company behind it? Yeah. So let's start with the basics. Yeah. Uh, The company's name is Vico and everyone kind of pronounces it differently based on, you know, if they're from New York, California, or <laughs> Chicago. Uh, so it's Vico, W-I-Q-O. Vico. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All uh, right. Yeah. I am uh, an RN. Uh, I've been basically in aesthetics for the last maybe five years, but I started in cardiac heart transplant and then went into research research at AbbVie, and that kind of led me into aesthetics when the whole merge with um, Allergan was happening, mm-hmm. and I've been doing that and working with a couple plastic surgeons, and the uh, physician or the medical director that I have right now, actually his wife met the owner um, and the director of sales for the U.S. when they were planning in Miami, And since we're all kind of friends and he knew that I do education and clinical research, they were looking for somebody to educate the U.S. market on the product. And that's how I got introduced to the company. Um, Later on, uh, around two and a half years ago, I was flown to Italy to meet the creator, the owner of the company, Dr. Castellana. She is an amazing still practicing dermatologist. She's based in Trieste. She speaks zero English, but uh, we were able to communicate. (laughs) And that's just kind of how their company works. They, um, so I'll just tell you a little bit about it too, since we're on that topic. Um, The company started in Trieste, which is a small city in Italy. Not a lot of people know about it because it's not one of the popular cities. Where in Italy is it located? 
it's like really close to Croatia. Okay. So it's on the border of the sea. It's kind of away from that Italian boot where Rome is, like far away from that. Uh, and it's not really Italian, but all the aesthetic industry that comes from Italy, all the products that are made skincare-wise, they're all located in the city. So it's very aesthetically driven city. Um, and Dr. Castellana has been in the aesthetic industry and dermatology for over 20, maybe even 25 years. And when she developed the product, she developed it for people who had scars, burn victims, and she needed to use something to restore their skin to a functional level. Because you know that when we have somebody with a burn, um, it's hard for them to, let's say, use their arm. They can't unbend it. They have limited range of motion. Mm -hmm. And to treat them with something aggressive to torture them again, to have them go through all that um, painful rehabilitation is not something that she wanted to do. So that's when this product kind of came into mind. She saw there was nothing like it on the market, so she just made it. And ever since then, that's how the company started. So if we go back to the name, so Vico is kind of like the middle child. They have an over um, overarching umbrella, which is called GPQ. And it stands for Dr. Castellana's husband's name. So Giorgio Piani is her husband. Um, and the last letter is quality, so GPQ. And then they make other products, not just PureXT, but that's all we have for now in the U.S. Oh, Vi okay. Yeah, so Vico is kind of like the, the birthing mother of PureXT and the home care products that we see in the clinic and that we send our patients home with. So that's okay. just one little branch of the company. Gotcha. But today we're going to talk about um, PRXT. Um, and we call it on our website a biostimulator, even though I, I've looked at other people's websites and they want to call it a peel because it's kind of the same process of what the aestheticians or skincare specialists would do is is it, it's a similar procedure to administer like a chemical peel but it's not a chemical peel, is it? Exactly. And this is, it almost like, I don't know, sometimes gets me going when people don't understand the difference, but it's okay. Um, it's so new on the U.S. market that we kind of have to educate our patients, our clients, our staff on what the difference is. Because in the, um, in the European aesthetic industry, and I practice in Europe as well, there's a huge market of different stimulators, injectable stimulators, therapy, other things that we don't have FDA approved here or that we just don't use. And PureXT kind of blends the two worlds together. So it really is not a peel because if we go back to the basic understanding of what a peel is, it basically means to peel off the skin. And we have plenty of other agents and plenty of other companies and plenty of other um, things that will do the peeling from a physical dermabrasion to a dermaplaning, lasers, and chemicals. But PRXT of itself, the reason why it's not a peel is because we are not damaging the epidermal layer. The point of this treatment is actually not to remove the epidermal layer, but to keep it intact. And so for our listeners, if they don't know what that is, the epidermal layer is just your outer layer of skin. Yeah. Right. 
So the exactly. most superficial layer. So it bypasses that, which is why there's no downtime. So go ahead. Exactly. Yeah. So that outer layer of the skin is basically like our clothes. So as we're trying to get healthy, right, we're trying to eat clean foods. And when we get cold, we put on an extra layer of clothing. Same with our skin. If we don't take off the clothing, our um, our body can keep, let's say, the heat, right? We keep our water retention. We're not sweating it out and so forth. Same with the skin treatment. So the reason why it's different from a peel is because with the peel, you will have all those flakes, all the redness, all the downtime. And there is a whole separate niche for the peels. And there are patients who really need a peel, who really need to remove that extra dead skin that's mm -hmm. sitting outside, right? Right. But PRXD does something completely different. They definitely can be in the same protocol, not on the same day, but they can be combined together. But PRXD does what typically you would use, let's say, um, injectables for. When we're going deeper into the skin and we're stimulating our own body to regenerate and make new collagen, to make the skin more firm, more plump um, from within. So it's kind of doing stuff a little backwards than we are used to thinking with peels. Right. So how, what exactly is it? So people who are used to peels because really every skincare place that I know of offers peels of uh, lactic acid, glycolic acid, um, TCA peels. Mm -hmm. People are familiar with that. Can you explain to people what's in PRXT? Sure. So Definitely, if you're familiar with peels, you'll have an easier understanding of what this is. But a lot of people I tend to see jump to a conclusion without finishing the, the whole story, basically. So PRXT in itself has TCA, a well-known peeling agent that's been around since, what, the 60s, the 70s. It has hydrogen peroxide, which is a very interesting ingredient. Now, not a lot of people in the aesthetic world think about other than cleansing maybe the skin um, and also the kojic acid. So the difference here is when we think of a traditional TCA and for those who have never heard it or never tried the TCA peel, it's a very strong chemical peel. Um, it's used for a variety of things like uh, from superficial to deeper wrinkles, hyperpigmentation, texture in the skin. It's very strong depending on the percentage that we use, but it's also very well studied. And typically when we apply TCA to the skin, you will have a lot of downtime and you can cause a burn if you're not familiar with it. Where with PRXT, the way the formula is developed, the way Dr. Castellana created it, and there's a reason for the patent on this product is because TCA here works completely different. Um, you will never see a frost or this white cast on the face and you should never see flakes coming off of the skin. So that's the biggest difference between, you know, PRXT having TCA in there and your traditional TCA peel. Right. I mean, I think some, uh, maybe plastic surgeons, put even people with sedation to do a high concentration TCA. Exactly. Yes. And I've seen, um, I've seen some patients that came through our Vico email where they said they've had a TCA peel and they, 
they've been treated by professionals. And this is how dangerous sometimes when, you know, we assume that we know something, but we don't go through enough practice or enough training. Um, and the DCAP was applied, this patient is left with no eyebrows. Yeah. So, huh. yeah, definitely a strong, strong chemical. Yeah. So how does it, the PRX, if you could explain to people, how does the PRX use such a high concentration of TCA without any downtime when it's such a aggressive um, chemical? Definitely. So there's a really interesting story behind this because if we think of the chemical compound world, uh, most of the chemicals have already been developed, patented. The periodic table is out there. We know most of them. Uh, but to combine uh, chemicals together and to make sure that they're stable and they can still function and produce the results that we know them for is very, very difficult. So the way TCA in Pyrex T works, and that's where in the name you see the T33, that stands for the TCA at 33%. We know that TCA works by percentage, and we know that at a specific percentage, it will reach a specific level of the skin. It won't go any further. So at 33%, it's kind of like the middle ground where it reaches the papillary dermis, which is the layer that's right above the lowest layer where we don't want to go, where you will have severe burns and that's really done under sedation. So when you combine TCA with hydrogen peroxide, it doesn't buffer. So this is kind of like that uh, chemical scientific world that we'll get into a little bit, but there's such a thing in chemistry where we buffer things. So that's like balancing out an equation. But when we buffer things, we basically yeah. neutralize I remember that them. from my organic chem days, like <laughs> that, that term. <laughs> right? You remember, yeah. but you're like, what like, is oh, this that, supposed that to mean? That haunts me of buffering and that type of thing. But go ahead. Yeah. So if you guys remember the buffering days, that means like we're pouring either a acid or a base. So something that's going to either balance the equation on both sides so it doesn't react. It doesn't continue to have a reaction where in this formulation it's not buffered because when we buffer things we neutralize them and there's no point of applying it to the skin because we want something a little bit acidic on the skin to lower the ph because our skin is at a lower ph and for acids to work they have to be at the right ph for each specific acid so here hydrogen peroxide modulates and modulation in chemistry means not to neutralize but to stabilize and give a property to a chemical where it can surpass a specific um, environment and that environment is our outer layer of the skin because if we apply just even hyaluronic acid sometimes it doesn't penetrate we know that it only will sit on the outer layer of the skin it's not going to go you know deeper into the layers of the skin so this way PRXT has this TCA that's able to kind of go through these channels in the skin and hydrogen peroxide is helping the TCA not to have that property of burning through the skin. So that's kind of how it works if we go into the simple terms. Gotcha. So I explained at the beginning that the process for our skincare specialists or for people that have estheticians is similar to applying a peel. So can you just kind of explain to somebody like 
what is it like to get a PRXT treatment? Sure. So I, I know tell what my it's patient. like. I love it. So, but <laughs> um, everybody else doesn't know. And they probably are used to like at least most of the things that we offer in our practice, injectables, mm-hmm. lasers, peels. None of them feel good. There's always a, you know, yeah. it's painful. You know, beauty is pain. You just got to deal with it. Um, that's what's the beauty of this procedure. I totally agree. And a lot of patients, when they're familiar with many of the treatments that we do, and they hear something with a chemical in it, they're like, oh my God, is it going to burn? Can you give me a fan right away? Um, And I tell them that this is not the treatment where you come in and I tell you, suck it up, or you're not going to get a benefit out of it. It shouldn't feel like that. Um, And I tell my patients that this is kind of in between, like you said, the application of a chemical peel without the feeling of the chemical burn, but also um, it comes with a nice and firm massage. And I kind of get them in on the massage part and then they really enjoy it. (laughs) So that's like the hybrid in between your facial and your chemical peel with a little bit of a massage. Right. I think that's a great way to explain it of what to expect is it's kind of like a facial where you get a massage, but it's actually doing corrective measures to your skin, unlike a typical facial that, you know, you get when you go on vacation. Exactly, exactly. So, and a lot of people forget that this is actually a very stimulating treatment because of the ease of application and the ease of no downtime. We've had patients that come in the day before the wedding. We've had patients that came in off of the beach and they're getting a treatment. Uh, but not to forget that this is still a very strong stimulating treatment to restore the skin's health. Yeah, I love, I think when you said like right before a wedding, I particularly loved how I felt that day and the next day. It's, it's a Mm -hmm. great treatment to do right around an event or a vacation. Definitely. And it's something that doesn't just give the Cinderella effect, even though we see it for the first couple of days, because of that inflammatory period in the skin where everything is just so luminous and plump. Makeup applies like no other. It's smooth, you don't see the pores. And then within the next couple of days, like that kind of wears off a little bit, but you still get the, the stimulation of the, um, the collagen. It, it starts to build, we just don't see it. And patients kind of forget about that and yeah. they come back and they want to get it more and more and more. Yeah, I, I like your name for it. I haven't heard that before. A Cinderella treatment. I usually called it an event treatment, but I like your words much better. A Cinderella treatment. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> um, so what can people expect? Um, you know, we talked about, you know, the Cinderella effect, but what can it do kind of over the long run? What can people expect for with the PRX treatment? So... I tend to focus in my practice, and it's one of the biggest personal pains for me, is acne scarring. So I tend to focus a lot on that. That's kind of my demographic and also uh, stretch marks. But generally, it is able to restore uh, turgor of the skin. It's able to restore luminosity, hydration, tightness, tightness. all of the areas on the skin that we typically will put a little bit of filler, 
uh, like superficially to plump out the skin or where we put threads to plump things out, you're able to basically stimulate your own skin to plump back up with this product. You're able then to further combine it with other treatments. You're able to work on the depressed scars, on stretch marks, um, not so much on hyperpigmentation that's melasma-like. It will definitely lighten some of it, but it's not the targeted treatment for that. Yeah. And your point, because you mentioned stretch marks, is it, this isn't just for the face. It can be put on really any skin where there's a problem issue that needs to develop collagen. Exactly. And somebody asked me at one of the conventions, I believe it was in Vegas, what is the elevator pitch for this product? And I had to think for a second, and I think you can use this as well. So three things you can say in less than 30 seconds about this is basically any season, any age, and any Fitzpatrick type or any color of our patients that comes through the door. You're basically have, you have no age limitation for this product and you can do it at any season. Yeah, you bring up a Fitzpatrick type. Um, what that means is, you know, we have people walking around who are very light skinned. So somebody like Nicole Kidman with, you know, she probably burns if she just, you know, walks to the beach um, mm -hmm. or versus somebody that's African-American would be a skin type six or, you know, anywhere in between skin types one through six. Um, and you're absolutely right. There's things in our practice that aren't appropriate for people that have dark skin. So um, like our CO2 lasers, our BBL yeah. treatment, um, because of the risks of damaging the skin and uh, altering the pigment of the skin long term. So having treatments where it doesn't matter what skin type you're, you are or if you have a tan, um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really important that you can do it to anybody whenever. Yeah, and also for me, um, because I've seen younger patients who come through with their parents and let's say they have uh, a varicella scar, and it's right smack in the middle of their face and we cannot treat them with filler because it's not FDA approved for those who are younger than 18 years old. We definitely can use this treatment for those patients and restore back their skin to a, a more even appearance where the scar is not visible as much anymore. Yeah, I, you know, I, I never even thought of that, but you brought up a great point for younger people with acne scars of people have asked me like, you know, I want my teenager to get this laser or, or microneedling or RF microneedling. I'm like, ugh, those are a little ouchy. So this would be a great option for really somebody that doesn't want the ouchiness or particularly teenagers who don't want the ouchiness of those more um, aggressive treatments. Yeah, you definitely bring up a great point. And to add on to that, um, people ask me like, well, why would I want to bring this on to my practice? I already use something for scarring. And uh, I had the situation where the lights went out <laughs> and the machines were not working. And all I had was PRXT and my microneedling roller. And you definitely can do a liquid laser treatment with that. That's very much comparable with results to what you can do with a laser. How many treatments do you, you typically recommend people get? So it really depends on what 
they're looking for in the long term. Because if we're talking about collagen stimulation as the primary um, kind of goal of the patient when they come through, uh, to stimulate collagen, we know that it breaks down every day, right? And it also depends what we eat and what our lifestyle is like. We want to stimulate our collagen or our fibroblasts, the little cells that build collagen, probably anywhere from three to five times within the period when the skin renews. So between the 24, 25 days to 30, depending on the age bracket that the patient is in. So I say a good starting point is probably around four to five sessions that are done uh, every week. So seven to 10 days apart. If we go longer, that kind of defeats the purpose of, you know, kind of going to that chemical stimulating skin gym um, and building uh, that kind of uh, firm body or firm face. And then after that, I have patients who come in either for monthly maintenance or if they want to come in after three to six months, some come in later. It just really depends on how long they physically feel and see results. Um, there is no harm in coming in a little bit earlier to get, let's say, a full set of treatments between the four and five or three to five. Gotcha. So you mentioned that this is, you know, started in Italy and probably went through Europe first. How popular is it right now in the United States? How many practices are offering this? So I see this blowing up more and more. Um, in the U.S. So we've been FDA cleared for over two years now. It's all over the U.S. map right now. And I see more and more spas and um, dermatologists' offices and clinics starting to use it um, because of the patients that we're seeing right now. Everyone wants real results the way they walk out of the clinic. I feel like we're in that period of time where we don't have time to wait for the results. We want to see some, something right away. We want to have the pleasure of paying for service and seeing the results right away. So it's becoming more and more popular um, within the last couple of years. It's, it's just blown up. And we've had um, doctors who own clinics perform and speak on PRXT in, uh, at the numerous conventions and how much the revenue that they're getting just from the service or just by adding the service. Some of them make over a million. Yeah. So obviously it's very popular. It, I just love it because it's, it's just something that actually works and, and can make you have better looking skin and look, look younger, look refreshed, but you don't have the downtime and it, and it doesn't hurt. So I love the results yes. of some of our more invasive things, but I'm also just the worst patient and don't like pain <laughs> either. So I agree. I, it definitely is one of those treatments where let's say we typically have brides come in and they're like, I really don't know what I need. I don't have time and I need to look good yesterday. And this yeah. is one of those treatments that you can definitely do on these patients. Yes. I think that about covers it. I can't think of anything uh, else that our patients would need to know about PRXT. Can you? Other than it's very important that you make sure that you speak with your provider about what you're supposed to be doing at home. And I like to remind my patients that 80% of their success with their skin 
comes with them using proper products at home. So even though you know we will provide best treatments for our patients based on their needs, but it's also important for them to stick to our recommendations. So that will give them the success of having the glowing, beautiful skin that's healthy and vibrant for a really long time. That's great advice. Yes, you definitely want to protect your investment. So thank you so much, Anastasia, for taking the time to educate our listeners about this awesome treatment of PRXT. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy Her. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and the web. Go to www.dramybrenner.com to learn more. This podcast is for general information only and does not constitute as medical advice, the practice of medicine, nursing, or other healthcare services. No patient-physician relationship is formed. The information in the podcast and any references, material, or links are at the sole discretion of the listener and not meant to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Listeners should not delay or disregard obtaining medical advice for any medical issues or diagnoses that they may have and should seek medical advice from their healthcare provider for any such conditions.